Hello, and welcome to the Persephone program for 1-11-22. Today, I'm going to talk about the astrology of 2022, which numerologically is a six year, a little bit better than that five, and um, definitely has a lot of uh, opportunity for progress and healing, as well as review uh, and refinement. So um, we'll get started. And um, I apologize for having not been podcasting often. I had been I had been sick with COVID. I don't even want to get into that now. Um, it has been a bit of a blank show for me. Okay, I'll say it, a complete shit show for the last few months. Um, and I've had also had family staying with me. So haven't had the space, the privacy, um, to do so and also energetically haven't felt like it. So, you know, I want to give you the best of me whenever I share myself with you, you know, on this podcast or otherwise. Uh, so here it is. All right. Dun, da, da, da. 2022. Of course, you know, every moment, okay, uh, is, has an energetic imprint, Okay. I mean, even the word horoscope in, in Greek means hour watcher. And the idea is to watch for the time and to be able to read the quality of time. And astrology, like anything else, you know, um, you know, is not infallible. Uh, I think astrology as an art, the art and science of reading the meaning of the correlation of the planets in our solar system and their relationships to each other and our lives on earth can only be archetypally predictive. So that means that we can only give you a, an idea of how this energy may manifest from a foundational standpoint. We still have free will. We have free will in our lives. We have free will in the world. And we interact with great forces that may seem beyond our control, but certainly that we're a part of. And uh, so in that way, um, I'll just mention some of my own I guess you'd call it opinion or filter on how these archetypal energies may play out. Now, all the planets in the solar system have their own um, energetic force. That force uh, is expressed through the signs of the zodiac and the relationships of the planets with each other. It manifests in the different places, say within a horoscope or a chart. But we also have through mundane astrology, the idea of just interpreting how the collective forces may play out um, upon our collective consciousness. And in that way, many times, entire years, which are part of cycles, which may last for many, many years that are parts of other cycles and other cycles, every year has a flavor, you know? And 2020 certainly had the Saturn-Pluto conjunction as its flavor, the Terminator planets and their desire to reform, reframe, and redesign um, the, are the aspects of the zodiac sign that they fall in, and that is Capricorn, you know, we had Saturn and Pluto conjunct in Capricorn, and Pluto's been in Capricorn since 2008, doing its job of um, bringing up from the proverbial underworld of this archetype its issues 
um, shaking them up, making them go through a death and rebirth process in order to revitalize them. And that is authority, uh, government, um, banking systems, uh, governmental systems, all of that. Uh, we have had, you know, a lot of issue with um, society, rules, all of that is governed by Capricorn leadership. Um, you know, we had a really rough year in 2020 that led into another rough year with Saturn and Uranus uh, in Aquarius and Taurus, respectively, and in square aspect. Uh, that was sort of, you know, something where we were dealing with the issue of trying to break free from some of the restrictions and, and that we have dealt with, you know, collectively and individually. Um, the desire to revolutionize our our lives and our values at the same time to protect and preserve them. Um, we were dealing with a major pandemic. We were dealing with our almost global mortality. And at the end of 2020, we had uh, the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction, the Great Conjunction, and that was in Aquarius. And not only was it a Great Conjunction, that is when Saturn and Jupiter meet every for every 20 years approximately, it is considered to be a Great Conjunction and new things are birthed into society, Jupiter and Saturn being our societal planets governing what we believe in, you know, and what we, um, the structures that we use to represent that which we believe in. Um, and... So we had this happen in, in Aquarius and then Saturn went on to clash with the Uranian in Taurus where the, you know, the values, the old values were getting a, a really interesting new rebirth um, from some interesting new rebels. But um, we saw that really strongly. And that was set off also um, by eclipses in Gemini Sagittarius that were aspected by Neptune. There was a lot of murkiness in the collective. What do we believe in? What is real to us? Gemini and Sagittarius are lower and higher mind um, aspected by Neptune, um, which is, you know, could be psychic reality itself, like everyone making their own reality. Okay, so there's a lot that we've dealt with. Now we're in a new year. And this year is, although still dealing with somewhat of the ripple effect from the Saturn-Uranus squares of 2020, of which there were three, we're also dealing with a little bit of a new paradigm. We've had the eclipses uh, change. We've got the nodes of the moon, okay? And the nodes of the moon are is the measurement of the eclipse cycle. That is, they are found where the moon's orbit around the earth meets the earth's orbit around the sun. And they're very important in astrology to give us some direction as well as where to release some of the new direction that we find. And we have the north node in Taurus now. So we're looking at our values. We're looking at what is important to us. We're looking at our deepest resources. And the south node in Scorpio allows us to integrate, release, um, and, and use some of the idea of Scorpio. And some of that may be to work more towards peace and stability as represented by Taurus um, and to acknowledge uh, and release and heal some of our of our past uh, trauma and crises as uh, suggested by the South Node in Scorpio. But anyway, we've got the nodes of the moon changing. Okay, it's an 18 month pattern. We've got um, 
Neptune and Jupiter conjoining this year. Um, we have many, we, we start off the year with a Venus retrograde, something that happens every 18 months. Um, we're starting off the year with a Venus retrograde. We're starting off the year also uh, very soon with a Mercury retrograde, the first of four in this year. There's a lot of retrogrades this year. Um, and we have, uh, you know, still a continuation of a big upsurge in COVID and, you know, of 2021. But we're moving as of February 4th, when Mercury turns direct, we're moving into a time period where we, where we will have several months of all planets direct. So we'll have some forward momentum soon. Okay. So right now on 111 upcoming, we have the Mercury retrograde on the 14th. We have Uranus turning direct finally. Um, and then we have Venus turning direct on the 29th. Uh, February 1st, which is the um, Lunar New Year, is our first, uh, our second new moon. And um, that new moon, uh, just days after that, we have Mercury direct. And then we have a really interestingly, um, I guess, forward moving February. Okay. Um, we have a Venus Mars conjunction uh, the, the next week after Mercury retrograde, um, which starts off a whole new Venus Mars cycle. And that's very positive. But what we really want to look at, I think, is sort of like beginning in March, um, is that March new moon, uh, which is uh, the second, uh, we have Jupiter and Neptune um, very closely conjoined. Uh, not exact, but close. We have Mars, Venus, and Pluto all conjunct at 27 degrees Capricorn, which is the degree point of the United States Pluto return, which has happened really just two weeks before that. So the U.S. Pluto return is, you know, the end of um, February, and it is something that many, many people are talking about. You know, Pluto has a 248-year cycle, so none of us living are going to have our own Pluto return, but um, we do have nations that are that old, 250 years old. I will say for those of you that have, that have a lot of cardinal signs, um, you yourself, uh, that is Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn, you have been um, also through over the course of the last, you know, uh, 15 years or so through some pretty major connections with Pluto, either square opposition or conjunct, um, all really powerful. Um, and Uranus was in Aries, um, in, you know, uh, gosh, what was it like 2008 or nine, um, up to, um, 2018 or something like that. Sorry, I don't have that in front of me, but, you know, we've had Aries squaring that point. And I don't know about any of you guys, but you probably went through a lot of major transformation. And you can kind of look at what you've been through over the last decade, I would say, and apply that maybe to our country if you want to speculate on what the United States is going through. Now, I would also say that, you know, this uh, conjoinment, this conjunction, this return has been in orb. That is, it has been within a few degrees of application for many years. So it isn't like suddenly we're going to see something brand new this year or on that date. 
Um, it's like there'll be uh, maybe a coalescence, all right? But that's all happening where we have like, you know, Jupiter and Neptune moving to conjoin. And so although there is, like there is, yes, is there the potential for, you know, um, violence in our collective? Absolutely. We see it every day. I don't think it's going to be any different per se. Um, I think it's super important that we all have compassion for ourselves. But I also really, really, really strongly think that there is tremendous opportunity for us to come together, um, for miracles to happen, for uh, a lot of um, magical uh, potential, okay? Because that Neptune, Jupiter conjunction in Pisces, sextile Uranus, it could be that something happens. It, it could even be that something happens that may seem terrible, like uh uh, a, a natural disaster, but that is actually brings us together in a really powerfully profound way. Um, and I think that we will see that um, in the first quarter. Uh, so we have Jupiter move very, very fast to conjoin. Um, Jupiter's moving super fast. Um, this is a big Jupiter year. And um, it, it turns to, um, it moves to conjoin, it, it moves into Aries um, May 11th. Um, but right before that, we have um, the first solar eclipse, which is a north node solar eclipse at 10 degrees Taurus, which is conjoined with Uranus. And then we have Jupiter, Venus, and Neptune all lining up in Pisces there. So that's going to be a really interesting time, um, the end of April. After that, we have a south node lunar eclipse at 25 degrees Scorpio. Most, you know, all of the lunar eclipses in Taurus Scorpio will have some form of a relationship to Saturn and Uranus, okay? Um, so they'll trigger that a little bit. But again, we're not having the Saturn-Uranus squares. Um, look to, definitely look to April um, because I think that that is really super profound, um, time period. And, um, you know, we're going to have, you know, I would also say we're going to have the North node conjoined with Uranus, um, from May pretty much to September, fairly close. Okay. Um, so there's something that we're doing that could be innovative. Um, I don't want to say that Uranus is just pure disruption. It can be, but it often brings something freeing that allows us to move forward. And there's a lot of energy of like moving forward, expanding. I mean, Jupiter is the greater benefit and it does have that um, expanding energy, but it can also inflate too. Um, certainly an idea here is that Jupiter and Neptune in Pisces could inflate some of the conspiracy theories that we've had around, you know, whatever. Um, I think that, uh, that we have to be careful, especially politically this year, because there's a lot of divisiveness, um, still, and a lot of, um, disbelief, um, because certain people have decided that they are going to create their own reality, regardless of consensual reality. Um, so we have this Jupiter Neptune conjunction that is really powerful. I think it's like one of the biggest markers of, of the year. And um, we will see that fairly soon. I want to mention that the last time, you know, Jupiter and Neptune conjoin approximately between 13 and 14 years, they will have a conjunction um, because Jupiter moves pretty, pretty quickly. Um, but we have um, 
not had a conjunction of Jupiter and Neptune in the sign that they rule Pisces for over 150 years. In fact, it was 1856, the last time that we had this, uh, this particular conjunction. And it was also sextile Uranus like it is today. So transiting Uranus, um, you know, is in a 60 degree relationship to, you know, the, to Jupiter and Pisces and it will also not super close, but still conjoin um, loosely with uh, with Neptune. And so, there's an idea here of um, I would say like radical new ideas too um, that are uh, being brought into our collective, as well as hopefully. Uh, the cultivation of compassion and love, higher love that is potential with Neptune and Jupiter conjoined and Neptune, especially in Pisces. I mean, this is a, you know, this is like a very spiritual thing here too. And what's interesting about 1856 is it's when a lot of, there was a lot of fighting about slavery. And what also is super interesting is that uh, the Democrats back in the day, you know, in the 1850s or 1856, were more along the lines of pro-slavery or pro the Southern states stance on slavery, whereas the Republicans were the ones that were fighting and they were fairly new. I think that was the very first year that the Republicans had their first convention and that they had kind of there was still a three party system in the United States, but they had kind of, I guess, replaced um, something, uh, you know, the old, I guess, wigs, and I think that was Tories and wigs, I can't remember exactly, but um, we had a lot of upset, you know, politically, that was also when, I don't know if you guys saw the, the recent movie that was out on um, John Brown, the like super uh, abolitionist who fought, with his entire family against like, you know, town by town, you know, against slavery and it became very famous. So there was a lot of issue of like, people were like, we can't do this anymore. There was a lot of, uh, especially in the United States, like compassion engendered for this horrendous, um, horrendous thing. And it was, it really came to a head in 1856. So we may see, you know, a lot of, you know, need, desire, uh, and, and potential like um, alliance around some of the um, institutionalized, say, maybe racism that is here in this country. And it, it's just a real thing. And everybody just, you know what I mean? It, it's been shown, you know. So I think that there's a great potential there. Um, just as far as the eclipses are concerned, um, April 30th, solar in Taurus, uh, May 15th, um, lunar in, in Scorpio. I have always found that the lunar eclipses have a tendency to be a little bit more difficult. They are um, more about endings uh, than the solar eclipses, um, and they have a tendency to be a little more divisive. That 15th one isn't great, but it's not doesn't seem to be as aspected as the May 30th, which seems really interesting. Um, then we have October 25th, south node at two degrees Scorpio, um, which is conjunct Venus, by the way. That's not bad. And a north node at 15 degrees, a lunar eclipse um, conjunct Uranus. So uh, that November 8th standpoint, guess what day that is? It's election day. 
We're going to see some upset. It's going to be weird. Okay. So whatever you can do this year, if you want to, <clears throat> to get involved, um, there, you know, there, there's going to be a big fight. Um, Mercury also conjoins Jupiter there day too. So it's going to be a lot of like inflated talk, I think. Um, so I mentioned that Jupiter is going to move to Aries and it'll be in Aries from May 11th to October 28th. Um, and, uh, it will move, um, it will retrograde back into Pisces, uh, October 28th. Uh, and, um, then it will, uh, move again to Aries on, uh, December 20th. Okay. So, um, you know, this is a big thing to look at. I think that Jupiter and Aries is actually, even though we've got Jupiter conjoined Neptune, Jupiter and Aries is a little bit more, uh, progressive. There's more energy there. There's energy for change. Um, that'll be really, really quite, quite strong. I want to mention also, I'm sorry that Jupiter is in Aries until October 28th, but it retrogrades on January 28th. So it's going to move from uh, eight, it'll go all the way from zero to eight degrees of Aries, you know, between May and July, and then it'll retrograde back to 28 degrees Pisces. So if you have any planets in cardinal signs between zero and eight degrees, you'll get a nice little beam. We'll get a beam probably no matter what, both with major and minor aspects to Jupiter. Okay. So the Mercury retrograde periods, I can't even remember what I said earlier, but they're um, January 14th through February 4th. So after February 4th, if you've got plans, move forward. Um, May 10th through June 3rd. So through that, like kind of like right, right around that second, um, that lunar eclipse, we're going to have a little Mercury retrograde. And um, uh, September 10th through October 2nd. Um, what's also interesting about this year is that we have, um, gosh, we have every planet retrograde this year. That doesn't happen every year. Okay. So we have, we started off with the Venus retrograde. Venus turns direct January 29th, but we'll have a Mars retrograde this year in Gemini. And that begins October 31st and it'll end January 13th, 2023. So the Mercury retrogrades, you know, Mercury retrogrades a lot. It's very close, you know, uh, to the sun. It's got a very fast moving retrograde period. Um, but we don't always have a year that has Venus and Mars. Of course, Venus is in January and Mars won't retrograde till the really November and December. But that Mars retrograde in Gemini will be from, um, will be very interesting and it'll move very fast. Um, it's going to be in, Mars will be in Gemini for a long time from August of, uh, of this year, you know, through I think March of 2023, but it'll retrograde October 31st through January 13th of 2023 from, and it'll move from 25 degrees of Gemini all the way to eight. So most of you Geminis and any of you mutable signs are going to get a Mars retrograde, uh, beam, to move. Okay. Um, at our astrological new year, the Aries ingress, we're going to have, um, I mentioned Mars and Saturn conjoin. Um, you know, what's also really interesting is that this Neptune Jupiter conjunction will sextile Pluto. Everybody's so worried about Pluto, Pluto, Pluto. We, God, we've been, I kind of feel like 
like just in terms of the planets working together that, you know, Neptune and Jupiter is going to like hold Pluto's hand and say, hey, it's okay. We know you've been through a lot, you know, uh, United States. Um, and you're in the middle of this like massive rebirth. But don't forget about all the good things that you are and do. Don't forget about your connection to source. Don't forget about love. Don't forget about love for other people and all of the, the, the you know, immense generosity in many ways of Americans to the world, you know, and think about, you know, yes, we are in definitively um, a fucked up country, but we also have our tremendous benefit. And as, you know, the the leaders of media, you know, and even, you know, in many ways, like um, thought leaders of the world, we have a responsibility, each of us to, I think, be the best citizens of the world that we can be. And I think we may see something like that happen this year. All right. So other retrogrades to look for. Um, I mentioned Mars. Okay. We're starting off with Venus. We've got our Mercury retrogrades. We know them. Jupiter will retrograde from July 28th to November 23rd, um, moving from Aries back to Pisces at 28 degrees too. Okay. So Jupiter's going to move, uh, you know, I mean, it just really turned to Pisces on the 28th, 29th of December. So we've got Pisces back to Aries, back to Pisces again. Um, a lot of kind of back and forth boogaloo, but kind of spending most of the year, I'd say in Aries. Um, so Saturn will retrograde on June 4th through October 22nd, and it'll be from 25 degrees Aquarius back to 18. Okay. And then we have um, Uranus uh, retrograde August 23rd through January 22nd of 2023 at 18 to 14 degrees Taurus. Uh, so they don't get, as you know, they, you know, you can see they don't get into exact um, degree. Neptune's retrograde will be from uh, June 28th through um, December 4th at 25 to 22 degrees Pisces. So it'll stay within orb of conjunction to Pluto all year. That's a good thing. You know, Neptune is like, hey, man, Neptune's like a hippie. Neptune's like my uncle Buzzy Fishtail, and that is his real name. He's like, hey, man, everything's all right. Peace and love, you know? I mean, Neptune, Jupiter, and Pisces, to me, that sounds like the summer of love, although that wasn't happening in the summer of love. Um, it does. Pluto's retrograde will be from April 29th through October 8th. So remember now that when Mercury turns retrograde uh, or Mercury is uh, turns direct on February 4th, we have smooth sailing till Feb uh, till like right at the first eclipse on the 29th of April. So what do you get from all of this detail? I mean, we've got this like super Jupiter Neptune energy. We have all the planets at some point having a retrograde this year, which remember isn't always bad. It's opportunity. I feel like something really miraculous is ahead of us. That is my vibe. Okay. Um, so many astrologers just put out the facts and they say, uh, okay, you know, this is, you know, this is, I don't want to make predictions. I, I think that if you know, you know, 
you understand anything about astrology, you know, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of opportunity for review, but there's also a lot of really wild opportunity for, um, for healing this year. If you are in the healing arts, um, I think that this is stand up and, you know, raise your hand because we're going to need you. You know, the, the, um, we're going to need you. There is opportunity to move forward. There is opportunity to heal. There is opportunity to find compassion and togetherness, even in this, this, you know, shifting earthquakey. And by the way, also, um, yeah, earthquakes. I think earthquakes, even maybe even a tsunami is possible too, or something having to do with water or flooding or tornadoes or hurricanes or something. It could be that some form of disaster brings us all together and it isn't, there isn't enough. I'm not saying that, you know, nobody wants a disaster. Everybody just wants everything to be easy, but we are, don't forget we're immortal beings. We're spiritual beings having this earthly life and it is not supposed to be easy. It is supposed to be a creative endeavor that allows us to see our own co-creative power. And through that, we have to have polarity. We have to have all these choices. I don't know why. That's just what I've learned. This year, you have the opportunity to cultivate magic. Um, You know, I mean, honestly, hey, maybe the aliens will come. Maybe we will have, someone will see like at a shrine, a, a, a new vision of a goddess. Maybe there'll be another Mother Mary, you know, visitation. I don't know. Miracles can happen. And uh, I think that, that this is a year where we can see that. I think that it's possible. Um, I think that that if you expect the best and you focus your energy on um, trying to create the best outcome, uh, whilst obviously being practical, uh, that you can find something really powerful this year, you know, really powerful. If you are a Pisces or a, you know, any of the mutable signs, but especially Pisces, wow, this year is, or you've got personal planets, you know, or, uh, aspects of your chart in Pisces. This is going to be an incredible year for you. Um, I think that, uh, that, also Aries too, you know, especially early Aries, you're going to see some forward momentum and change that you that you really have needed for a while. And it could just come out of the blue. Um, Tauruses, you're going to get some, you know, you're also going to, this is a huge year for you. <laughs> you know, you got a uh, sun in Taurus or, you know, any of the angles of your chart that is especially your ascendant, your midheaven, you know, your IC or DC, it's going to be big. If you want to get a reading, we can go in depth, but I think that um, this is going to be a really freaking interesting year and I can't wait to see what happens, okay? So onward, upward, creating the reality that we wish, you know, maybe one that is actually grounded in some consensual reality too. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not a, I'm not out in the 5D or whatever it is. Like I'm here on earth firmly. I have my roots here, but I also am looking at the stars and the potential that is there actually is limitless. And on that note, I want to say adieu and I will be back soon. And I am sending you all so much love and um, thank you for listening. Bye.